fail to identify and uncover these fears for our patients by asking the right questions and connecting with them, we will lose conversions to fears that are not addressed, which make them feel a lack of success. Confidentials are conversations around elective growth, what drives it and what sustains it. Are you ready to think outside the box and do healthcare differently? You'll learn from our missteps, our successes, and change the way that you think about elective healthcare. So let's have some fun. <laughs> let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, it's Lauren and Christine bringing you another Success Confidentials. Hi, I'm Christine. I joined private practice about a decade ago. I know I look too young to say that, but I came <laughs> from a world of marketing, sales, customer service, and really pivoted the whole practice model. We decided to treat our elective services like a business, to treat our team like highly trained sales, concierge, customer service professionals, and our patients like VIP customers. I'm Lauren. I worked in private practice for four years. My journey first started as a patient ambassador. I'm a next generation marketing guru, really specializing in helping practices meet the consumer where they're at, which is online and lead them into action. So then we worked together for four years. We had a great time, but <laughs> we were able to really achieve amazing results mm -hmm. by prioritizing patient emotions through every aspect of their journey from online mm -hmm. to right into our practice. So we were able to achieve an astounding 60% year over year refractive elective cash pay growth. And then our final year together, we achieved 103 percent increase in cash pay revenue. Woot woot. <laughs> so by now you probably guessed we can't get enough of this topic. We're back with part four on how to increase patient conversions and satisfaction through the science of emotions and decision making. When we really grasp this science and how emotions affect our patients and their journey, it forever changes the way we interact connect, convert, and retain. We tend to prioritize logic and facts in healthcare and ignore the emotional side of the patient journey. When we do, we fail to achieve maximum conversions and premium patient satisfaction. So quick recap, by now in this series, we've summarized the last 35 years worth of scientific studies ranging from philosophy to neuroscience. So in a nutshell, it all boils down to the fact that science tells us that humans make decisions based on emotions. These studies revealed eight major emotional themes. So we're breaking down the six that directly affect our patient's decision-making journey. So far, we've covered integral emotions, which arise from the decision at hand, and incidental emotions that carry over from one unrelated situation to the next. Make sure you check out those episodes. The point of this whole series is so that you walk away knowing and understanding the six emotional themes that directly affect your relationship with your patients and conversions. Okay, so today let's dive into our third emotional theme that affects conversions, specifically during the post-op period, actually, when we need them to convert 
into passionate, happy, patient advocates. We're talking about context emotions. Scientific evidence shows us emotions are associated with context of thought. So basically, this means that our current emotional viewpoint affects our judgment. So in contrast to overall mood, Mm -hmm. like we discussed last week, now we're talking about a specific emotion that I'm currently feeling right now Mm -hmm. that then shapes my situation at hand. Mm -hmm. So let's get deep. You know, I love my stats and studies. Back in 1985, Smith and Ellisworth identified four emotions that apply to six resulting emotional conclusions. The four specific emotions are anger, pride, fear, and surprise. These four emotions then produce certainty, pleasantness, attentional activity, anticipated effort, control, and others' responsibilities. Let's make sense of this with patience, though. As an example, anger scores high on the dimensions of certainty, control, and others' responsibility. Mm -hmm. It then scores low on pleasantness, obviously. (laughs) Yes, we know that the angry patient is not usually pleasant, so there's no surprise there. But what this means is that angry patients will view negative experiences or outcomes as predictably caused or Mm -hmm. controlled by others, which Mm -hmm. in this case is us. So in essence, when a patient is angry, they have a scientific predisposition to blame us. So you can't win with an angry patient. If a patient is angry, the only approach is to diffuse the anger, not work through it or Mm -hmm. argue because you can't win. We have to identify this emotion and not ignore it or discount it. Mm -hmm. And especially in patients who maybe have a personality that avoids conflict because Mm -hmm. they can still be angry they just might not be as demonstrative as some. So continuing on in a situation with a patient who's angry or failing to identify this emotion will only continue to lay blame at your feet, which does no one any good. And you always did such an incredible job of working with upset patients in practice. I can speak from secondhand experience (laughs) and seeing this, it was really incredible. Yeah, angry patients never... Um, scared me or ruffled me, I think, Mm -hmm. because when you understand this science and this concept, you know that it's the anger speaking, not the patient. And so you don't get defensive or you Mm -hmm. don't react. You're able to then speak to their anger versus continuing to try to speak to the problem. That's the big difference. Now, in contrast, the emotion of fear brings up low certainty and low sense of control. So what does this mean for us? This means patients most likely view negative experiences or outcome as unpredictable and situational. This is easier to navigate in post-op, but it kills conversions before the procedure treatment or service. Because if we fail to identify and uncover these fears, for our patients by asking the right questions and connecting with them, we will lose conversions to fears that are not addressed, which make them feel a lack of certainty and sense of control. The difference, I guess, between anger and fear really is related to risk perception. Mm -hmm. Fearful patients tend to see greater risk, while angry patients tend to see less risk, but more responsibility. Mm. Finally, if we look at pride and surprise, what we see is that pride scores lower on judging 
other's responsibility, while surprise is low on certainty. Mm -hmm. This means that pride produces perception of patient's own responsibility, while surprise results in feeling unpredictable, a lack of control, and others responsibility yeah so what i take away from this Mm -hmm. and my experience when i was working with patients in clinic myself is that fostering a feeling of pride in a patient's part in their post-op results will help compliance which Mm -hmm. as we know is huge this is the difference between outlining post-op instructions that make Mm -hmm. a patient feel maybe scared to mess up Mm -hmm. versus creating a post-op instructional system that evokes pride in playing an important role in their own procedure, which as we know now then translates the appropriate sense of control and responsibility to the patient's own emotions. They're much more likely to be compliant and feel good about being compliant when they feel a sense of pride in it versus a sense of fear. Yes, I love that and very well said. For surprise, we know by experience in our own practice that patients don't like the element of surprise. (laughs) Hate it. It's no wonder these studies back that up because they then feel a lack of control and predictability. A great example of this is setting really clear expectations at every stage of our seven points of conversion and encounters with our patient from online journey to scheduling checking in at the front desk consultation to post-op patients who don't feel surprised by anything so in other words they feel informed and certain at each step won't end up feeling a lack of control and unpredictability which is as we know kills conversions and patient experience if they feel that 100 and 50 million percent. Everyone in practice needs to be trained to identify these key emotions in patients during their encounters, to know how to meet their needs and avoid the negative effects of these emotions. We also must be very careful to avoid any element of surprise by setting very clear expectations at every point in our process. As always, we don't leave you without help or resources Our extensive soft skill team training really empowers your team to feel confident identifying and understanding patient emotions during encounters. Hit us up. For more conversations about how to drive and sustain elective growth, be sure to follow our podcast so you don't miss anything. You can also save episodes of interest to easily find for drive time workouts or multitasking. As always, check out our available resources to make your life easier at thepatientwhispers.com.